Hey there, and welcome to High Vibe In It. I'm Lindsay Robinson, hypnotherapist and success mindset expert. And I'm Kelsey Aida, inspirational author and blogger slash manifesting expert. And we're best friends who are inspired to create a self-development podcast with a spiritual twist. To us, living a high vibe life is all about creating with intention, prioritizing how you feel, and making empowered choices that support your highest potential. Every week, we're here to help you learn how to live a more aligned, inspired life, start owning your power, and manifest the life of your dreams. Visit highvibeinit.com to connect with us on social media and learn about more ways we can help. And don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast platforms so you never miss an episode. Now, we have a ton of value to offer you today, so let's dive in. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to High Vibe In It. Thank you for being here. This is your co-host, Kelsey Aida. I'm here with my bestie and co-host, Lindsay Robinson. And we have a very special guest on today to talk about a super juicy topic that I think is going to help everyone in a very real and practical way. So if you love or like or eat sugar, then I think you'll find this podcast episode extremely helpful and beneficial to your overall well-being. So with that, I just want to introduce Mike Collins. Mike, can you tell everyone what you do and what you're here to talk about today? Sure. I'm uh, the sugar-free guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've been sugar-free for 30, over 30 years, 31 years now, but and I'm um, the founder of sugaraddiction.com and the Quit Sugar Summit. And uh, we have, we're, we're out there educating folks. I started out uh, with late stage food addicts, uh, folks two and 300 pounds overweight, losing limbs, going blind. Wow. And uh, they still couldn't quit sugar, the, the ultimate definition of addiction. So over the years, because my background was internet stuff, I realized that I had a larger responsibility or message to get out to folks who uh, might be just harmful users and not maybe a late stage food addict. So, mm. you know, I, I started, I grew up as a regular kid. Um, uh, I, I thought, I thought, <laughs> I mean, but we had, we had unfettered access to the sugar bowl. We could pour as much sugar on our Cheerios or our cornflakes as we wanted. And we're scraping out, uh, you know, quarter inch, half inch of sugar at the bottom with the milk. It was crazy. And my mother was a sugar junkie. It's kind of a sad story. My mom, my grandmother, her mom died when she was only eight years old. Hmm. And they owned the country store across the way. And they said, anytime she came in, just give her anything she wants, candy wise. Right? <clears throat> so she grew up thinking that candy was love. Yeah. And that's how we grew up, right? We believed that, I mean, she would get us everything we wanted almost, you know, with, within reason. And we didn't have enough money for soda all the time. Um, so we drank Kool-Aid with like three times the sugar. <laughs> we ate bread and butter and sugar sandwiches when mom wasn't home. There's a great video wow. on. Yeah, right. On You're YouTube. an expert on this. Stuff. <laughs> I am an expert on this stuff. So uh, there's a great video on YouTube. Eric Clapton's talking about talking to 60 Minutes. And Ed Bradley says, so Eric, this addiction thing that started with heroin, right? And Ed or us, uh, Eric Clapton says, no, Ed, it started with sugar. Mm -hmm. And he goes on to talk about bread and butter and sugar sandwiches. He said, I, that, I knew that changed my state. Five or six years old, I was looking for something to change my state. So as a hypnotherapist and you guys, I, you'll just remember, put a pin in that it's changed my state. Mm -hmm. So fast forward to about, uh, you know, 14, 15, I ran into beer and, and pot and other goodies. 
And uh, I knew that changed my state. I, I was kind of shy and I could talk to girls and what have you. <laughs> and uh, we called it liquid courage, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And so fast forward, I got sober at 28, which is a completely another podcast, but I went straight back to sugar, as do many folks who recover yeah. from drugs. They get back into the sugar, right? And I gained 20 pounds, thin athletic guy, and I, I gained 20 pounds like in 30, 40 days. And so did a lot of people. And some of them gained 40 or 50 or 100. And so I went on to kind of have, well, I, I somehow talked my wife at the time into having two kids sugar-free from the womb until they were six years old and never had flour, sugar, or caffeine. And then only in the outside birthday parties for their entire childhood, never at home. And I went on to have a regular career in, in business and stuff. And the kids always said I should write a book about sugar. So about 10 years ago, I did write a book uh, about four or five years ago, but I bought sugaraddiction.com and I started giving out the best information on the internet about this kind of malady because I had worked with folks over the years in the addiction world. And some people took it and ran with it, but most folks, they just kind of read it like they read anything. Mm-hmm. And then when we started coaching about three or four years ago and started having groups and Zoom meetings and that kind of stuff, it really took off because that's what it took. It took to join another tribe of folks who believe that sugar could be harmful. Right. So anyway, that's the short version. That's the podcast version. I mean, I can fill in anywhere you want or answer. It usually brings up more questions than it answers. So yeah, yeah that's the short version. So I'm just going to put it out there. I know there's people tuning into this podcast that are not going to want to hear any of this, but I will plead with you and ask you to listen anyway, because I'm, I'm going to hear some stuff that I don't want to hear about my dear sugar, but also that deep down, I already know. And I think that that's probably something Mike that you see a lot is like, we know, we know it's bad, right? We know it's probably not great for us, but it's innocent. We've been trained to believe that it's an innocent addiction Mm. so maybe that's where we should start is why have you taken such a stance on sugar um being harmful where does that come from yeah no that's a great question it's a fair question in that look um if i always i always answer that question by look if you could spend five minutes in my inbox or five minutes (laughs) on my instant messenger you would understand as i mentioned earlier people 200 pounds overweight, uh, losing limbs, going blind, and they still can't quit. There's uh, unbelievable amounts of pain out there. Mm -hmm. Um, For the last six years, we're going on our seventh one. We've done something called the Quit Sugar Summit, and we've interviewed the top experts all over the world to get the science. And not only have we seen um, you know a flood of people into our our you know coaching and everything. And when you talk to people who begin finally get honest about their weight loss and that they've tried 20, 30 different diets, um, that they just continue to fail at weight and, and health and all this kind of stuff, and they've kind of narrowed it down to sugar. And then they say to themselves, I'm going to quit, I'm going to quit, and they still can't. Then you start to realize that the problem is kind of underground and not really, people are not, um, they don't have anyone else to talk about it with because it is exactly like you describe, 
one of the major modules in our stuff is the social aspect of it. This product you can give with no worries or ethical, moral, or legal uh, ramifications to a baby, to a one-year-old, no problem. Um, but when you start to talk to people that are you know, decades into trying to stop because they're trying to lose weight or change a health diagnosis like diabetes, and they still can't stop, then it models the place that I came from, uh, you know, 35 years ago when I got sober. And it's like folks are truly, truly physically, biochemically addicted to this substance and they cannot step, stop. That's about a third of people um, as we break it down at the Food Addiction Institute. Uh, there's about a third of folks who, you know, this, this weight issue, this obesity issue, started when the high fructose corn syrup came into the diet in the 80s and in, in, in earnest. I mean, there was some before, but very little really. And it tracks with the obesity numbers. And it's, it's an epidemic so far beyond the COVID-19 uh, and predates it. And this has a strange coincidence would have it. Most of the folks who will pass away with COVID had underlying metabolic issues like um, that are caused by sugar and, and high, high amounts of processed carbs. So, right. okay, I'm done scaring people. <laughs> I'm not gonna, I, I like to live in the solution, but I do think it's important. Your question was good one. And one that most people think what the way that most people mm -hmm. think you were very perceptive in understanding that and seeing that. Well, because I just think that our initial reaction is to defend it, you know, yeah. like, well, it's not that bad because it. Right. you can just, like you said, you can buy it anywhere. I could give it to my baby. Like we've, we've just been trained and believe to sure. condition to believe that these things are innocent. However, I have heard a lot of things that I don't know are true. Um, like can't like cancer is fed by sugar. Um, mm -hmm. I know just from common sense that sugar is an immunosuppressant to some degree, and it can definitely have an effect on your immune system. Um, and I just, I know there's a lot of places we could go, and I hope that we get to most of these topics. But one thing I do want to know, one of the reasons that I have kind of been, I would say scared to get rid of sugar completely is because in my head, what I've heard is if you cut out sugar, you like, you can't have any sugar, like no fruit, no nothing. Like how, mm. how do you kind of navigate that? Do you have strawberries? Like, do you have, <laughs> I don't know. Like, what do you do? Do I have to do this for the rest <laughs> of my life? My, right. That's our, our number one question. Always. <laughs> um, and the answer is maybe it depends. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, there are a certain, like I said, group of people who biochemically, when they ingest this product, get cravings for more, and then likely can't stop until it's all gone or they've binged beyond what they really wanted to do. And when you start, uh, sometimes sugar or uh, fruit will play a, play a role in it. What's evolved in the last five years is something that's um, uh, the science has proven out is just for your audience, and I'm sure a lot of them know anyway, but the fructose, the, the, the table sugar molecule is half fructose and half glucose, right? And we all know what the glucose does. It, it you know, causes diabetes and metabolic syndrome, and they're calling uh, Alzheimer's diabetes too. So it affects the body 
or yeah, diabetes three, excuse me. And, oh, wow. and, and, and you know, it, it affects the body in a t terrible way. Lewis Cantley said uh, from Cornell, the Cornell lab, when I interviewed him, I said, Dr. Cantley, does sugar cause cancer? He said, Michael, sugar causes cancer. I said, will you repeat that for a sound bite? Mm -hmm. He says, Michael, sugar causes cancer. Yeah. Now, the, the lab at Cornell is named after him. It's not like he's just some guy, right? Yeah. And so, yes, this is a this is an issue. The, the sugar is an issue. And more importantly now, and you'll like this as a therapist or a hypnotherapist in the brain stuff, is that the other half of the molecule, the fructose half of the molecule, is the stuff that affects the nucleus accumbens, the dopamine, serotonin, norepinephrine, GABA. It literally grooves these neural pathways in your brain that you use to manage your emotions since you were a little kid. Your mother did it to you, right? She would give you a cookie and she'd say, you know, instead of getting down, give me a hug, say, baby, what's wrong? She'd give you a cookie, hand you, head you to the TV, and you thought, just like my mom did, started to think and think, oh, I'm worried. I'll have some sugar. I'm scared. I'll have some sugar. I'll have, I'm, I'm nervous. Let, let me, I'll have some sugar. Let me stop you right there because here's a little anecdote about my mother. Love her to <laughs> death. She's great. My right. mother was so desperate to get vegetables into our bodies that she would give us spinach, cooked spinach, and just sprinkle sugar on it. And oh, that's how we would eat sugar as kids. God. That's how we would eat our spinach as kids. And growing up, it's just another teeny thing. Growing up, I would go to my friend's house who had a lot of more money than my family did. And I was like, oh, I'm going to eat dinner at their house. going to be super fancy. And I found out during that dinner, it was just spaghetti, but she put sugar in, in the spaghetti sauce. I had no idea this was a thing. Apparently it's common, but spaghetti sauce comes with sugar in it already. And she's just putting sugar in it. And I ate it and I was like, what is this? This must be the fancy way people eat it. Because <laughs> I equated that with like, maybe they have, maybe it's because they have more, they know things that my family doesn't know. But it's look, and I know there are people listening to this episode and thinking back at how many times sugar was just, like you said, have a cookie, go watch TV, or you're feeling sad, have some chocolate. Like it's just so common. But I had to say that I had to tell you that I'm sorry, mom. I have to call you out. She did it though. Like we ate spinach. We did. We ate our vegetables, but she, she had to I think same with medicine. Common. She put sugar on it, you know? Well, my mom told me to sh showed me how to eat strawberries by dipping a moist strawberry into the sugar. Oh, and wow. Like, what do you need more sugar in the strawberry for? <laughs> so that's the same stuff. And it's but even no. worse because like I have three kids now and I'm like, crap what am I doing? That's like training them to be addicted to sugar. I know there are things, so it, it is, it is so good and beneficial to be mindful of this stuff and to know like all the stuff you didn't notice before. And now you're going to notice it. And that's very important, you know, right. We've all been sold a lie by the weight loss industry that weight equals health. The number on the scale has become so powerful that it literally defines how people feel and think about themselves, which is lame but that's not an accurate reflection of true health, which is why Lindsay and I are totally loving using FitTrack's Dara Smart Scale. So this scale, it doesn't just measure your weight. It tells you all the different numbers of your body composition, 17 different health measurements, including body fat percentage, muscle mass, hydration levels, bone density, and more. It works just like a regular scale where you just step on it, 
it takes your reading, but then you can sync it to your phone, the FitTrack app, which is free. And that's where you can see all your different stats and you can track them over time. It is so cool. This FitTrack's Dara Smart Scale is one of the most accurate home smart scales in the world. And like I said, it measures 17 different body compositions, which is literally blowing my mind. And my boyfriend used to play football professionally. And he's like, I just don't know how this machine can know all these numbers, but somehow it does. Um, because you know how in the olden days you had to hold like these metal things and then it would like track it that way and you couldn't really know this information like from your home you'd have to go to a place that had special equipment but now it can be all right in your bathroom or wherever you keep your scale and you can keep track of everything over time to really measure your health progress and not just your weight Stop measuring weight and start measuring health with FitTrack. Go to FitTrack.com slash Vibin to take 50% off your order, guys. Plus, for a limited time, you also save an additional 30% with code BUILD30, that's B-U-I-L-D, 30 at checkout. So go to FitTrack.com, that's F-I-T-T-R-A-C-K.com slash V-I-B-I-N to save 50% plus get an additional 30% off your order with code BUILD30 at checkout. Do not miss out on this amazing limited offer. FitTrack.com slash Vibin with code BUILD30 at checkout. Yeah, no, I mean, it's uh, the, the cultural part is part of my fascination. One part of my story that I left out is when I did get sober, I read a book called Sugar Blues. And Sugar Blues is the story of a guy who he was at a... <laughs> He was at a party one time. He was putting two lumps of sugar in his coffee, right? And uh, a voice from behind him said, I wouldn't have that stuff in my house, let alone my body. He turns around. This, the voice is Gloria Swanson, the famous movie star, right? Ends up marrying Gloria Swanson. And that was his, her third husband. And they went around and they promoted Sugar Blues. And in Sugar Blues, they talk about... Um, the English empire that grew from the backs of slavery and sugar, where they would go from England with empty boats, they would pick up slaves in the West of Africa, they would go to the Caribbean and the Americas and pick up molasses and sugar and rum and tea and coffee and bring it back and literally took over the entire world. And Ch El Chapo had nothing on these, this cartel. <laughs> and so what happened 300 years ago was a shift in human society where these things that were used to only had enough, they were so expensive that only kings and queens and noblemen yeah. could eat and, and drink that now everybody could. Within a span of 150 years, we went from five pounds a year to 100, 100 pounds a year. And now it's at 150 pounds a year of this substance and no one is alive is that per person per person that's oh before flower that's before flower so oh at another 150 for that's flower more than i weigh what right. the heck is happening okay right you're passing just think of those five pound bags so you're passing those through your body that many times a year and so no one is alive that understands that has seen a, a society yeah. that evolved over 10 million years to not eat this stuff to not to to uh, you know brain chemical stuff and this is only five years old the real science of the brain chemicals that this is affecting now look you take a little heroin you take a little bit of cocaine you take a little bit of alcohol smoke a little marijuana but we are pounding 21 teaspoons a day through our body the dose makes the poison the the average human being alive today 
has never spent a day since they were probably in the womb without this much sugar manually manipulating their dopamine and serotonin, right? Doctors ma manipulate your serotonin, SSRIs, they're, they're for Paxil and you know all of the uh, depressant and antidepressant drugs. They're trying to dial in how your serotonin flows, how, your, how it's all works and everything. Hell, we're, we're self-medicating on the sugar day in and day out all day. And when you stop, you actually go into a, a, a withdrawals of sorts, not of sorts, you go into an actual physical withdrawal. And so, and almost everyone goes through the withdrawal period, unless they had a really light habit. Mm. And so it's the, I like, I like podcasts because it's, I don't have a meat is murder kind of thing. I don't have a friends don't make, let friends drive drunk, right? What I, I have to set this all up a little bit where I, you know, uh, tell the facts and, and what it's doing to the body and then maybe work in, hopefully we work into the solution. And it takes that long, about 30 or 40 or longer minutes to kind of make sure people get it because most people come with the same kind of thought process, like it's just sugar, you know, I mean, it's just cookies or whatever, you know, they don't, they don't kind of think it all the way through and they don't think the weight issue and the ob obesity epidemic all the way through and they're not putting the whole two and two together. So that's kind of why we do the, I do these podcasts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's I think because not everyone is overbeast or overweight or sick, but there's people like that look super healthy, like me and Lindsay, but we still probably are consuming too much sugar and we don't even realize how it's affecting us. So there's a lot of quote unquote healthy people that seem and look healthy, Man, but you don't even you, realize. You nailed habit. it right on the head. Tofi, it's called. Thin on the outside, fat on the inside. <laughs> it's like people who have fatty liver and the fat around their organs and stuff. Hey, I worked with Olympic athlete. This woman actually placed in the Olympics. I worked with ultra marathoners that run 100 miles a week. And they couldn't quit the sugar. They were fueled by sugar. And it took a long time for them to readjust because their habit was so deep because they would mm -hmm. eat so much of it. And then it was fueling, the glucose was fueling their athletics. And so, yeah, the, the, the weight has absolutely nothing to do with this, literally nothing to do with this. Um, so you're good call on that one for sure. Yeah. I and I want to know how you parented kids without sugar. How did you do? What that? did they eat? Only what did they eat? I need to know. <laughs> People used to walk up to us like we'd be, they'd be in a high chair at a restaurant and we would grab stuff off the salad bar and they'd be eating carrots and, you know, cucumbers and celery and whatever. Mm -hmm. And they'd be like, and they, how do you get your kids to eat like that? <laughs> like, you just don't give them anything else. They, they, they really, they really attracted to it. Mm -hmm. Plus remember they never had it in the womb either. So they didn't have yeah. any, any desire for it. They didn't really even know what it was till they were four or five years old. They really didn't think they, they had no idea what it was. And it really wasn't an issue. They were having so much fun at birthday parties when they were three and four. They, they didn't really think about it then either. It wasn't a problem. It wasn't a problem till, like I said, when they were six, they, they were just, they just knew at that point. They knew. Know? Yeah. They, they knew at that point. I will say I do, I do understand to some extent, cause I'm a huge, like anti-soda I don't really drink it my husband's really the only one that drinks it so my kids just know they it's not a thing but mm -hmm. they do have juice and it for treats they'll have but but I mix it with 75 percent water don't tell my kids I do that Good. but <laughs> they think they're getting juice but they're not 
Um, so I do, I do understand. Like they just don't know what for a really long time. I have an eight year old, but up until he was like, he's like about six, you know, same. He didn't even know what soda was. You nope. know, he had no idea there was a carbonated sugar beverage out there that was waiting for him. Right. Um, but even it, like if you train them young, you know, not to expect it, I guess, mm -hmm. then it's a lot easier than it sounds. <laughs> well, I don't want to fall back on the, you know, the scaring part, but we have an obesity epidemic Let's in just three, scare and, people. Who three cares? and four and five year olds. And we have an, <laughs> an epidemic of fatty liver in mm. three, four and five year olds. This is an mm. alcoholics disease. This is, they don't drink any alcohol. So this comes from the fructose. It comes from the sugar. And it's just, you know, the part that, I mean, yes, I work primarily now with adults, but the trajectory of my business and, and my, my, my practice or whatever is towards um, uh, childbearing age women and children because this is, just, yeah. kids are tough. I mean, when you grow up overweight, you're, you're, you know, you're just really setting the kid up for a really long life of low self-esteem and stuff. They just can't get over it because kids are mean. They don't mean to be mean, I don't think. But when a child is overweight, it really is hard on them. And, uh, and they don't, like you said, they don't have any concept. They certainly aren't going to the grocery store at three and four <laughs> to buy their food. And, you know, it's people, it's the adult's responsibility to give it to them. And so that norm that socio sociological norm has got to change it just has yeah. to yeah and mm -hmm. when you go in the grocery store I, this is one i one thing i noticed we have just whatever the equivalent of kroger is we go in there and on one side of the aisle is diapers baby food all the baby stuff and i'm not joking you on the other side you just turn mm -hmm. right around mm -hmm. candy cookies and like they did that on purpose oh, for, sure. for sure they they're do. very sneaky and and you know they don't want your kid to like be they when they have all these like bright colors and characters and shit they're not doing that for your kid's enjoyment at mm. all we're trained to think that oh, I get my kid they understand no, no right. they there's so much money there is so much money in sugar there's so oh, much money in sugar. Scary. I was I was nervous when I first started. I was afraid of those guys, you know. Really? Oh yeah. It's like I mean, a they, mob they're, almost. They're like a you know trillion dollar operation. It's right. Like, they're like, who's this guy telling everyone not to eat our shit? Yeah, and yeah. now it's like there's a sugar. I mean, I've done these summits now, like I said, six years, and I get emails every day from coaches that want to be on it because they're you know coaching to no sugar or whatever there's lots of us now so. oh yeah definitely so i'm scared enough i think everyone's scared enough now to want to make the change so right. i love how you said focusing on solutions and obviously it's important to identify the problem because you can't go to where you want to go until you understand really where you are right it's like yeah um sure. programming a gps you can't just be like i want to get to arizona but i'm not like <laughs> starting from anywhere <laughs> like you have right. to know where you're starting and where you're going so now that we know a little bit about where we're starting, what is, I guess, some of your broader, like, overview starting points for people who are like, okay, I want to eat less sugar. Now what? <laughs> yeah, no, good question. Um, I think the awareness, I mean, you have to kind of assess, well, like I said, if you're a, a, a food addict, a sugar addict, um, and that you've tried a million times and you can't do it or you're what we call a harmful user where you know if you just 
stopped for a little while and got it kind of under control that you might be able to have a little once in a while. But we have a lot of people who just are not willing. After I get you to 90 days, they're just not willing to go back. Their skin is clear. They're, you know, they're falling to a right sized body. Their brain fog is cleared up. They're sleeping better. They're not as irritable. They're not hungry all the time. So many things change that they're just not willing to go back. So, um, the, the solution is different for different folks. And I always start with the, the real hardcore addicts because it's some folks, I mean, I call it a scratch test. So if you were to go to the allergist, you would get a scratch test for ragweed or pollen or dust or whatever. And our scratch test is 30, 60 or 90 days with no sugar. I call it a sugar adulting, okay? <laughs> it's like, it's time, like most adults literally eat like three-year-olds or five-year-olds, you know, they they Healthy. just want candy. They want candy. And <laughs> well, want I'm candy. a pasta person, yeah. so yeah. I guess that's- Same thing though, sugar. really. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. it turns to sugar in your stomach, right. like mm -hmm. instantly. And while there isn't the fructose component activating, it's still the glucose is activating, um, you know, it, it's giving you cravings, setting up more cravings, right? And so, you know, I, I ask you to eat <laughs> broccoli. No, don't eat broccoli for 30 days. You'd say no steak for 30 days. You know, you'd be okay. You'd do it. But sugar, like people are like, they get weirded out. Listen, and plus, just you saying those words, yeah. I want to shout out everybody listening that even at 30, 30 days of no sugar, if that makes you feel a certain type of way, Right. You're probably one of the people that needs to do it like me. <laughs> yeah, right. Sorry, yeah. go on. <laughs> no, it's so, I mean, and I, I actually do that same technique. I say, if that gave you a little tinge, <laughs> like that you were not going to have it, it's like breaking up with a lover, a bad mm -hmm. lover. Yeah, right. that's a, the hardest a, kind a, to break toxic. up with. Right, <laughs> a, a toxic, abusive lover who, you know, can woo you right back, but you've got to like, be strong for a time till you get past that. Literally, it's the same chemicals. This is the crazy part. It is the same chemicals yeah. that's bringing you back to the toxic lover as it is sugar. It's the dopamine, serotonin, norepinephrine, all of these things. This giant chemical uh, experiment in your brain is going off that we are manually manipulating, right? Yeah. And so once you get, once you understand that with the, the scratch test, with the abstinence, all of the sudden, like the fog lifts, literally a fog. This is of all of the benefits at the end at 90 days, I screw up your sugar use if I can get you to 90 days. If I can get you 90 days of 100% abstinence, most people do not want to risk going back. They mm -hmm. fall into a right size body, their skin is cleared up, the brain fog is cleared up. And the most uh, accentuated and talked about benefit is not weight loss. It's not uh, it's not even sometimes getting off diabetes two medicine, literally putting diabetes two in remission, which we have hundreds of cases of, um, is that people, the brain is, they're processing better. They can focus better. They sleep better. They're not as anxious or irritable. Migraines go away. Um, they're just clearer. And that gift that they get is the one that they didn't know they were missing because culturally they had never been without sugar and they just thought that when they got a headache when they're depressed or irritable i mean i have so many people that get off depression medicines 
And, you know, I have to qualify. I'm not a doctor, not a therapist. I don't tell them to get off. Their doctor tells them to get off after they've gone 90 days or more or, you know, with no sugar. Hey, you guys, as always, we definitely want to let you know about one of our favorite sponsors, which is BetterHelp. And BetterHelp is an online place where you can go to have professional therapy and counseling at a really affordable rate. BetterHelp has you take a little quiz. They match you with someone who is going to specialize in your goals, whether that's working through your anxiety or your depression, or if you have a certain goal in mind, or you just want to feel better overall, or maybe I know I used BetterHelp when I was going through or healing from a breakup, I should say, and you can never have too many resources and too many like support systems in your corner. You just can't do it. You can't go wrong with that. So that's why we love to recommend BetterHelp, especially because during these crazy times, I think it's nice for everyone to have a therapist on their side, <laughs> help you work through things, process things. And in under 48 hours, you can be communicating with your new counselor or therapist after you get matched up from taking the little quiz. And everyone on there is really knowledgeable, really professional. And let's say you get matched up with someone who you don't love, you can always switch professionals, which is really cool. And another great benefit to BetterHelp is that Maybe in your area, you're limited to certain people who specialize in certain things, but BetterHelp is for people worldwide. So you're getting access to so many more resources than you could naturally have on your own in your city. So definitely check out BetterHelp. It is one of a kind and it is so helpful and very affordable. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. So visit betterhelp.com slash vibin. That's better com slash V-I-B-I-N and join over the million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. We have a special offer for our High Vibin' It listeners. You get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash Vibin. Once again, betterhelp.com slash V-I-B-I-N. And so it, the, the, it's hard, like I said, I'm glad that you give me this forum for 30, 40, 50 minutes because if I can get through all of the things that is happening on the other side, kind of in our world, then I can get people a little bit motivated to at least do the scratch test, to do the experiment yeah. on their own body. Because look, as an adult, it, it doesn't, I mean, nowadays, I guess it did when I was using, but it doesn't seem that hard to say, give it a try for 90 days. What the heck? What do you got to lose? A couple pounds, maybe some acne, you know, whatever. Yeah. And, and still, and still they say, okay, I like, that's a good idea. I'm going to do it. Like they'll buy a Fitbit or they'll buy an aura ring or they'll do whatever, but just to give up sugar, you don't have to pay anything. You know, you know, it's not, yeah. you know, you're not, you'll probably save money because you won't be buying money. the sugar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We've done that math, by the way, they do save money. So lots of it <laughs> nice. too. Another benefit. I just have, I have to throw it out there real quick. I know Kelsey, you have something to say. That's mm -hmm. probably way more important, but I do want to say this. I've noticed yeah. throughout our discussion that you are using terms and words equivalent to a heroin addiction, a cocaine addiction. Right. You're using cartel. You're using uh, when I was when <laughs> I was catch. when I was a user. When now that I've gotten clean, and I know you're not just talking about whatever else you did. I know you're talking about um, sugar in there too. And so it is. It is quite sneaky because you're retraining everyone's brain by doing that. So yeah. well done, you. But I also think it's important that we call it what it is and mm -hmm. we don't. 
You know, yeah. we don't call it what it is. You're the only one calling it what it is. <laughs> no, it's a great catch. And I do get a little grief for that, actually. I'm not, not grief, but I mean, people do understand, you know, they don't like my drug like now. But remember, that's, that's the background I came. And yeah. genuinely, everybody, I mean, I, I love all the other sugar educators out there. I really do. I think they're bringing awareness to this issue. But most of them come from the diet and exercise world. They're most probably not sugar addicts, these folks. These folks are normies. There's, there's a percentage of people like people that can have a half a glass of wine and not even think about it. Those are folks that, that, that it doesn't affect them in the same way, right? Mm -hmm. And they've added it on to some health uh, protocol, whether diet or exercise or whatever, because it's the hot thing right now. Sugar detoxes are the hot yeah. thing. And so but that doesn't solve the problem. They always go back. They always end up on my doorstep because they've tried everything else and it didn't address the real issue, which is every guy's, you guys old enough to know a, co a comic named Rodney Dangerfield? Rodney oh, yes. Dan so I am. Kelsey? Yeah. Rodney Dangerfield, no. <laughs> he, he had a tagline, I get no respect, right? Mm -hmm. And his, and he said, after a while, you didn't even need to hear the joke. He just said, I don't get no respect and you laugh. And so sugar gets no respect as a psychoactive drug, a drug of abuse. But just ask anyone who's lost 100 or 200 pounds. They didn't, it's not about their diet. It's not about their exercise. There's actually CDC studies yeah. about the biggest loser. That has nothing to do with it. Those people that actually are successful keeping that much weight off or changing that much, they went through the exact same recovery process, the emotional reordering of their emotional management systems that recovering drug and alcohol people do. Yeah. And when that one tech, one concept, construct, idea gets into the general public, the obesity epidemic will end. That is, and it's not going to end until, because on the other side, you have addiction scientists read this book sugar, salt, and fat, where they have literally campuses size of colleges with MRI machines where they slide you in and they watch your brain chemicals when you ingest their new product to see how it affects your new, your, your nucleus accumbens, your brains, your, your, your serotonin, your no, dopamine. And these are food companies that used to be owned by the tobacco industry. They bought them all up in the 80s, right? They're using the same addiction model. Um, I mean, look at, I don't want to say it because I don't like to use brand names, but I don't want to get sued. <laughs> but, but I mean, it's like, there's just, it, it's, it's something, it's an industrial complex that most people don't understand exists that at the end of World War II, the guys that made the K rations for the troops where they had to be portable and put them in cans and stuff, before then, no food was made that way. You didn't buy it that way in the grocery store. You bought whole food. And then this industry expanded. And now today, just like the cartel with the drugs and alcohol or the uh, sugar with England, the folks, no one is alive that doesn't believe that the interior part of the grocery store provides health mm -hmm. and wellness. It doesn't. There's no food. There's nothing in there that's healthy. I was just going to say that. If you just go to the grocery store and scale the perimeter and only buy from the perimeter that's where the food is everything as you go inland is yeah. just processed and it's just crap so i'm glad that you said that because 
that is very important. And it's just such a quick rule of thumb. Like if there's anything in the dry area or the boxed area, it's probably not good. Box bags, can, cellophane. I mean, it's probably yeah. shelf stable. You probably shouldn't be eating it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what I was going to say earlier was, well, one, I want to recap in my interpretation to make sure I'm picking up what you're putting down. And what mm -hmm. I'm interpreting yeah. is that there is a huge emotional healing component that takes place or has to take place in order for people to not revert back to their addictions because the emotional aspect is really the root cause. So could yeah. you touch on that a little bit more and kind of give us an outline of like why people get into addictions and what emotions they're trying to regulate or what they're lacking and kind of what the healing process in the emotional terms looks like? Yeah, great question. And great. really the core of what I do. I mean, literally, there's a, I, think, I don't think I mentioned it, but there's a construct, a very common and well-known construct in the drug and alcohol recovery world, that if you started using drugs and alcohol when you were 14 or 15 years old, you stopped growing emotionally. Mm -hmm. And if you're 30 years old now, your relationships, your finances, your career, your parenting, all these things reflect that immaturity of emotional growth. That emotions. makes so much sense with people I know. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, sorry, that's very, anybody in a treatment center would tell you that that's very, that's very well known. So now think about the, the, the same recovering person that lost hundred to 200 pounds when they say they had to go through that process. They're well now, and they're, they're keeping that right size body for them and they're not, they're healthy. Maybe they've lost their diabetes. They've uh, put diabetes two in remission, whatever it is, they've healed up and they're normal because they don't use flour and sugar. Now think about this where the two-year-old, three-year-old, five-year-old who has used this product that's pretty much free. They can get it anytime, anytime they want to manage their emotions. Heck, when was the last time you two saw a movie where a, a, a boyfriend dumped a girlfriend, the girlfriend didn't have an ice cream party. <laughs> yeah. right, right. I mean, it's a cultural norm of soothing yourself with this product, using it to help you feel a little bit better, right? And it just becomes so ingrained because it is so close to free and ubiquitous that you, you know, it just is, you think it's your life. You think, well, I just need a sugar. I need a this. I need a that because I'm, they, you don't think that my boss pissed me off, my spouse pissed me off, my kids pissed me off, or I'm hurting or angry or sore or financially or whatever the issue is, you're not thinking this way. You're not thinking this all the way through, right? And that's exactly the emotional management reordering that you have to do during detox and beyond because a lot of people can white knuckle I'm not going to do it. And they, and some athletes are good at substituting athletics, but at the end of the day, if they didn't start to, uh, instead of you should go for a walk, go to yoga, get a hug, make love, do whatever, something different that usually requires effort and energy to get this dopamine flow and the serotonin, a new way to manage mm -hmm. your system. Um, if they don't learn that at the beginning, all of the diets, all of the, uh, the food plans, all of the exercise means absolutely nothing. This is actual scientific lore. It's legend. It, there's a CDC uh, biggest loser study. 95% of people who lose any amount of weight 
gain it all back with interest in the first year. Mm. Very well known, very, hundreds of peer reviewed studies of this concept. And what is happening is like any diet book, they've restricted, restricted the white carbs, the flour and the sugar. And then when they got to the other side of the restriction, they thought they could do a little or something yeah. came up financially, emotionally, spiritually, relationship yep. relapsed and they relapse and that's why they can't stay off the stuff a lot of people can quit for a while but they can't make it a lifestyle right. you gotta replace so, it with something which is interesting that you said people replace i have a really good friend who gave up alcohol and immediately went to skittles <laughs> like that's right. a true story and i was like oh okay i mean i guess it's not as bad but that was before yeah. this conversation so there we go yeah. um I have two more questions. Kelsey, do you have, you have something, right? Yeah. So basically what I'm hearing is people need to find beneficial and sustainable ways to self-regulate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if we could, before we go to Lindsay's question, cause you touched on a few good ways. You said, go for a walk, make love, uh, exercise. What are some other ways that seem to really work for people? Well, it comes right down to self-care and mm-hmm. literally you put self-care in Google and you get hundreds and hundreds of ways. <laughs> everybody's different. You know what I mean? It's like we evolved over 10 million years and literally this little blip is less than a, you know, a quarter of a second of those 10 million years uh, is like to uh, seek out food, to reproduce the species, this is how these brain chemicals started. That's how they evolved over the years, right? And so anything that, like new food will give you a little dopamine boost, a sunset. I mean, it, it's endless, a, a, mas, a massage, a mani-pedi, something where you're um, getting a hug. I mean, there's just a yeah. lot of things that will help you uh, change the way that you uh, soothe yourself, that you self uh, self, self soothe. You do need to learn to self soothe. That doesn't include a substance. That's what's the main thing. Yeah, the sun in general. Just go put your face in the sun. You'll feel different immediately. One hundred percent. The sun is sun is a good one. It really is. Yeah, I love it. Well, do we have time for my question? Yeah, Questions? go go for it. So the first question I have: What do you think about sugar-free crap? <laughs> you know, because there's always that sugar substitute, those stevias and God forbid those like really, really bad ones, pink, I mean, the pink packets, you know? Yeah, about? yeah, yeah. What do you think about those? What's the, what's the <laughs> It's like sulfate-free shampoo. Oh, it's sulfate I have a crude yeah, one you could lavish. cut out if, I have a crude one you could cut out if you want. What? It's mental masturbation, basically. It's like, it's like you know. I'm not cutting that out. <laughs> number one, number one, look, Proven fact, I've done thousands of detoxes with folks and got them onto long-term. If you ingest, you have to move away from the sweet feeling, okay? Because, yeah. and you, you, you don't, you know, you, you called out my addiction stuff. So I'm going to say, if you're drinking beer, you're looking for whiskey. If you're looking, drinking whiskey, you're looking for cocaine. You're looking to elevate. You're like, yeah. And so when you taste the sweet stuff, it's usually been combined with the, the, the real stuff, sugar or caffeine or whatever. And so you have to move your brain away from this sweet thing. And once you get 90 days of straight abstinence, what happens is peppers taste sweet, carrots taste sweet, macadamia yes. tastes, macadamia nuts taste like candy. 
You're, you re, literally reorder. And look, we're attracted to sweet stuff, sure. But here's the thing. Nothing in nature uh, that has fructose in it is poison. So we are attracted to it. But we only attracted to little bits of it, like little berries when they were ripe or those old crab apples yeah. or a little honey. But that was it once a year, not like every day, all day, not manipulating your brain chemicals. And who the hell knows what's in those chemical experiments right? in the yellow packets? <laughs> they, I mean, the, the, the verdict's not in on that stuff. But people are always asking about stevia and monk fruit. That stuff's like 100 times sweeter than sugar. And it's going to lead you back to the cravings it's like Pavlov's mm -hmm. dogs. You, you start yeah. to feel the think the sugar and the craving or the sweet and then you start for looking for sugar. So I'm not a fan and I don't and I don't recommend it during a detox. That's what I thought you'd say, but I just wanted to hear you say. <laughs> and I like that you said like we were, you know, back in the day, we were only ingesting small amounts. It's like an orange, right? An orange right. just might be fine. But pouring yourself three glasses of orange juice and thinking that that's healthy, right. you know, you know that's that like hits the liver just oranges. like Coca. That <laughs> it hits the liver just like Coca Cola. The fructose, mm -hmm. the the bad part, it's which so much, yeah, yeah. dried then, fruit too. So we have to tell you guys about our favorite meditation app right now, which is the all wonderful headspace i don't know if you guys are already using it but if you aren't you need to at least give it a try because it is one of my favorites i've tried them all what i love about it is it's one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research also they have really cute easy to use app um, it's full of guided meditations where they really break it down and help you visualize what you're doing so you can be fully immersed in the experience I always recommend this to people who have struggled with meditation because I think it's one of the fastest and easiest ways to learn how to do it in a way that's actually effective for you. Um, also, they can help you feel better whatever your situation is. So if you're overwhelmed, Headspace has a three-minute SOS meditation that's perfect for you. If you have trouble falling asleep, Headspace has wind-down sessions that their members swear by. And for parents, Headspace even has morning meditations you can do with your kids, which is so cute and awesome. Headspace approach to mindfulness can help you to reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. I seriously love this app and cannot recommend it enough. They are backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, whoa, and over 60 million downloads. So if you guys aren't using Headspace, you need to get on it because Headspace is awesome and it makes it easy for you to build a life-changing meditation practice with mindfulness that works for you on your schedule anytime, anywhere. You deserve to feel happier and Headspace is meditation made simple. So go to headspace.com slash vibin for one month free. That's headspace.com slash V-I-B-I-N with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. Go get your free month trial. This is the best deal offered right now. So go to headspace.com slash V-I-B-I-N today. Yeah, dried fruit is even more sugar in dried fruit, even if they don't yes. add any sugar. Yes, it's almost like straight fructose. Damn, it's... I thought I was giving that to my kids as a healthy snack. I went to Trader <laughs> Joe's. I thought I was doing so good. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if it's in Trader Joe's, it's fine. But now you're telling me it's a lie. <laughs> right. Okay, so my last question. Yeah. Um, I'm really, really, 
really tempted to do this 30 day thing. I feel like you can do anything for 30 days. And then maybe mm -hmm. once I get to 30, I want to do 60, especially if I don't put any pressure on myself. Cause that's a big thing for me. Like don't expect the world, just try it for 30 days and just see yeah. what happens. Be open to what happens. Now. I also know I really want my kids to do this too. Like, mm -hmm. let me just ask you this. If a child, because they're so resilient, you know, they really are like elasticities and all that. If they did it for 30 days, would it be easier for them after 30 or would they also probably have to do 90? Knowing that the kids have like an average amount, not a crazy amount of sugar. I don't even give them sugar cereal, but like- uh, How old are they? Eight, almost five and two. Those are good ages. They're good ages. Um, uh, let's start out with you, you doing the thing, okay? The first thing <laughs> okay. you have to do is put your own oxygen mask on first, as they say in the air. True, true. Mm -hmm. Kids are smart and they're going to figure it out whether you're, if you're doing it with them or you're sneaking or doing whatever, they'll know. Yeah. So that's the first thing. And kids under five are not that hard to flip. They, they, you know, you can right. fruit and they, they don't hardly miss it. You know, very rarely, sometimes they do, but eight's getting a lot that's getting up there but um, but he's also the firstborn so he does nothing wrong ever and he listens better than the other two combined like he well is you, such you can a rationalize child. with him yeah you can <laughs> rationalize with him then yeah and and if mommy's doing it he'll want to do it for sure yeah yeah, yeah. so okay. yeah <clears throat> you definitely can pull that off but we have a lot of podcasters actually that do it with their group they do our challenge with their group I was thinking of doing that, but I don't know if yeah. it would scare people. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, they do. They do it with their group. It's cool, actually. That's fine. Um, Maybe we'll do it with the Patreon people. We like, should. And, like, do I think little check-ins and stuff and see how it's yeah, going. Yeah, no, it's, it actually works out pretty cool. But anyway, what I'm getting at here is that you got to go first. Parents got to go first. Um, yeah. Best to do it quietly. Don't bring a lot of attention to it. Get, yeah. get yourself so you feel pretty stable and then do them. You know, most of the times um, uh, people want to get, they literally want to tell everybody around them once they get uh -huh. going. But the kids, they definitely, everybody wants to help their kids and everybody wants to get their kids off the sugar after they, um, yeah. after they do it. So, and so they, if I, I announce think, it to them and then I end up like shaking in a corner, they're not right, right, want to exactly. do it with So it's me. best to do it first by yourself <laughs> okay. or, you know, or don't, don't bring attention to it. Right. No. Lead and, by example. I love yeah. it. Be and then, then you go on to the kids. We have coaches that have got um, their kids off and had very, you know, one was nine, so close in age. And, uh, and she became a little uh, evangelist. You know, she became like, she would talk about it. And she would go to a birthday party and she'd come back with a stomach ache. And now she knew why, uh, yeah. because they didn't have it at home anymore. And, uh, but during the process, it was all just real wide open information, talking about it saying that you know like a lot of folks your friends do it but uh it's not good for you blah, blah, blah. just being real honest about it and they catch on pretty quick but like i said the under five crowd is real they're easy to flip super easy well that's that's good cute i love it well i think we should head over to the patreon and we'll go into a couple more questions but what i'm really curious to ask you once we get over there is what is your daily like what are the things that you eat in a day because i'm just thinking like well if i'm not supposed to eat pasta and i'm not supposed to eat cereal um that pretty much leaves like only salad for me so i'm gonna need some brainstorming ideas on the other side of this when we go over to the patreon you should make but a cookbook mike make a cookbook 
based we on are kind of working on one. We have one that's oh, big, kind of in our one of our, one of our forums and groups. We've got a little one, but um, just everybody adding kind of a crowdsourced one. So that's kind of working out pretty well. Nice. Um, cool. But, well, sorry, I, I was going to say. Do you want me to answer that question now? Or? No, no, no. In a minute, in a minute. Okay. We got to tease it for the Patreon. But um, I'm wondering if you can just share with everyone where they can find more resources from you, how they can connect with you, how they can work with you so yeah. that people who are inspired can take action well one thing i'm excited about is clubhouse and if you guys know about this if you have an oh, iphone clubhouse. you can check it out intimidating um, yeah <laughs> you can follow me at mike collins on clubhouse um, i'll follow you that's so fun. Yeah. yeah but the uh the main place is sugaraddiction.com i mean i'm mm -hmm. i'm and and I, and all social media i'm i'm sugar i'm the sugar-free man sugar-free man or whatever and so if you go to sugar addiction Dot com. There's a big yellow book you can download. Um, it used to be on Amazon, but we give it away free now because we're getting, you know, we just want to get it out there. Um, so you can download that for free. Uh, there's a sugar quiz, but I always say if you get to sugaraddiction.com, you don't have to take the quiz. If you, <laughs> yeah. if, you, if you typed it in, if you're that interested, you don't need to take the quiz. <laughs> just get the book and, and just kind of read up a little bit. But and every year we do the Quit Sugar Summit. And if you go there now, there's some little giveaways we have too. quitsugarsummit.com. Really a lot of information there. People love it. So check that out too. Okay. Yay. Well, thanks so much. Thanks for joining us. If you guys want to hear what Mike eats in any given day, we are going to get into that on the Patreon. So you can go to patreon.com slash high vibe to meet us over there and watch all the extended versions of all the episodes that we do every week because we usually have even more juicy info for you guys there. Uh, Lindsay, do you have any more announcements before we wrap it up? No. Okay, we're just gonna say good luck so. on your <laughs> sugar addiction healing and yes. all your addiction healing and all your emotional well-being because that is what we live for is to thrive. So we're really excited to bring this information to you and we hope you have a fabulous, wonderful week full of vegetables and lemon water. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. We hope you love this episode. If you love High Vibe in it, become a part of our Patreon family. You can support the show, see the extended version of this episode, get bonus content, and access exclusive discounts. Head over to patreon.com slash highvibe to join. We have tons of perks waiting there for you, and we're always hanging out in there, so we hope to see you inside. Please feel free to share the show and help us spread the high vibes far and wide. And of course, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a thing. And if you feel inspired to leave a review, we always appreciate it. See you next week.